0: Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T we're also brought to you by the SGPN Thanksgiving Free Roll everyone who hits a football bingo in our contest will win $100 cash and a $100 gift card to the SGPN store exclusively on the SGPN app
1: let's play football World
0: You are listening to your World Cup match day four and five preview here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Still time to recover the password for that account. Um, I know Elon Musk is definitely improving Twitter, there's no doubt about it. But um, I think with the firing of all the staff, it's taken a very, very long time to resolve certain issues. Obviously, he's busy getting back uh, Andrew Tate and Donald Trump on Twitter, too busy to recover the at SGP Soccer Twitter account. But eventually we will, and that will be back up and running. Meanwhile, if you need to see my tweets, they are at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. The pinned tweet on that account is... Is the PL for the month of October for LockBetting.com. And that was our 113th month in a row of transparent tracked profit. And we are well on our way to month number 114. In fact, we are almost guaranteed to get there. So, where do we start with this episode? I guess we should start with this.
1: A World Cup on their doorstep, a world star ready to shine. chance for the martinez there's messi's first save that goalkeeper might be busy didn't take long for him to get in the groove well dare i say he should score virtually his first kick of the, of the ball he comes in just on the edge of the box and for him that's a big miss because the corner's there for him to hit first corner of the game for argentina we've already forced Al the Saudi goalkeeper, into one save. That's his delivery. There was a bit of pushing going on inside the box. The referee has been alerted to something that has happened on this near touchline. Abdul Hamid it is. He's got a shirt full and hold of He's just looking, he's stopping making his wrong. And the referee has given the penalty. Hamid Al Awais. Ten clean sheets in 15 games in World Cup qualifying, but he hasn't come up against a player like this. It's messy for Argentina. It's simple, it's easy, it's 1-0. And you rather suspect that Saudi Arabia are facing an uphill battle now. Slip through. Big chance. And Argentina. The referee just checking with the VAR I think on the offside question On this occasion it felt very much as if it was going to be awarded But I'm not sure that it is It's been ruled out for offside Missing trying to intervene but they weren't the ball al and Sherry has got a shot on target and scored for Saudi Arabia Saudi Arabia on the scoreboard and it's 1-1 against one of the favourites well they're winning the ball back in midfield and it's just a long ball down the middle but once he gets away Romero can't stay with him it's a tight angle Martinez through the legs of the defender Martinez can't get anything near it it's right in the corner we've got a game on our hands Abdul Hamid is on the charge again they've yeah, gifted it straight back towards the substitute Alabi his effort is repelled but Saudi Arabia are becoming difficult to contain Al Dasari. comes in headed away and then when he can, when he gets hold of the ball the touch is brilliant and then he just checks and it's just there it's Martinez that gets a hand on it that's why he floats in the end into the net Messi again Rodrigo to Paul he cycled well and it comes through to one of the substitutes that's a brilliant save Messandro
2: Martinez has been denied in athletic fashion. When you are coming to the World Cup, you need to believe on uh, yourself. Everything can happen in football. Sometimes your opponent is uh, not at his uh, best uh, motivation. This is normal. It's also happened to us sometimes when we are playing a lawyer team. This is sometimes what the people they don't understand. Uh, do you imagine uh, Lionel Messi to play against Saudi Arabia? Of course, he will tell him, uh, "Yes, we need to do to start very well." But uh, you know, the motivation is not like if you are playing Brazil. Huh? This is normal. This is part of football. So we made history for the football. It will stay forever. This is the most important. But uh, we also need to think about uh, looking forward. We still have two games very difficult for us.
0: Herb Renard must be the most chilled guy on the planet. Definitely did not overreact in any way to the magnitude of that result. An insane result. One of the biggest upsets in World Cup history. It's up there with USA beating England in 1950. It's up there with Cameroon beating Argentina in 1990. Just an insane result. Nobody saw it coming. And what's even more crazy is the fact that they did it from a goal down. They were already 25 to 1 at the start of the game. They were 250 to 1 after Argentina scored. At the start of the game, the half time, full time result, the combination of Argentina and Saudi Arabia was priced up at 375 to 1, 500 to 1 in some places, but probably widely available at around 300 to 375 to 1 for that combination. And uh, that's exactly what happened. Obviously, Argentina will point to the VAR decisions. Two of them were correct. One of them was definitely wrong. Letero Martinez was onside, you cannot penalise someone for their arm being offside because you cannot score with your arm. And with the Messi one, it was supposed to be a piece of his shirt. The clothing counts as a part of the body that you can score with. Ridiculous, but that is the rules. So they did follow the rules with that one. But for the Latara Martinez one, they just got it wrong. And um, Argentina, if they'd gone 2-0 up, that would have been a different game. But that's no excuse for coming out flat. That's no excuse for conceding two goals. That's no excuse for having no response whatsoever. And now the world record is gone. That was the game to level Italy's world record of 36 matches unbeaten. Had they not lost this game, they would have leveled that and they would have an opportunity to beat it when they played Mexico in their second game. Now they face two cup finals, two must-win games against Mexico and Poland. But they were done a favour today by Mexico and Poland playing out a nil-nil draw. So, not a great day for us. We were definitely not on the right side of that game. Uh, Denmark could not get us a winner. We were on the under in that game. We were on the under as well in the... um, Mexico-Poland game. I was expecting two cagey games. Mexico-Poland just because um, I think they would have both felt like they would have finished behind. They had the opportunity to finish behind Argentina. But Saudi Arabia have shown in not the whipping boys. So I think that made the game a little bit more cagey rather than it being a shootout between two teams that were playing for second place in a one-off game. And then in the late game, you had France dismantling Australia. I wasn't as surprised with that result because I did like France on the handicap and I did like Kylian Mbappe to get on the score sheet, but I didn't think they would be that emphatic. I obviously didn't think they would go a goal down because I did like France to win with a clean sheet and for this to be a France under 3.5, France under 4.5 type of game. But um, I was impressed by France. I was impressed that they came back, but ultimately that was the easiest game in their group. I don't rate Australia um, there's this perception, and I talked about this when I did the write-up over at LockBetting.com, that Australia are better than they are because they do well in other sports. There was a perception that they were better than Saudi Arabia because Saudi Arabia were priced up as huge underdogs against the uh, against the RGs. RGs were the one to nine favourites, and France against Australia saw France as the one to four favourites. And I wrote in my piece. Is it the, that the bookies feel that Argentina are significantly better than France coming into this World Cup or that the Saudis are significantly worse than Australia? Because both of those statements are wrong. Saudi Arabia have recently beaten Australia and there isn't too much between France and Argentina other than the fact that France have less momentum coming into the tournament and have more injuries. And Argentina, of course, riding in the 36th game unbeaten streak. But France do have better players and a better squad overall. So that is a levelling factor. And we saw today Argentina beaten and France winning comfortably. In the next round of games, we could see France succumb to an upset and uh, Argentina bounce back against Mexico. That's how the World Cup is and um, it will continue to be that way. And we will try to handicap it as best we can as we move on to looking at match day four. We begin with the early morning game as Morocco take on Croatia. This will be the 10 a.m. game once again in the UK, 5 a.m. on the East Coast and 2 a.m. on the West Coast. I'm not going to say these times all of the time. I'm just doing it at the moment so you guys can get used to it. Croatia are the 11 to 10 favourites to win the game. It's 23 to 10 on the draw and it's 11 to 4 here on Morocco. Morocco don't come into this tournament with good World Cup pedigree. They've only got two wins in their last 15 games at the World Cup. They've done okay en route to the World Cup. Obviously, they've done well to get here. I always make a case of saying that African qualification is absolutely brutal. And if anybody gets here from Africa, they've done really, really well. And Morocco have managed to do that. I just think Croatia are a cut above, especially considering that They found some form lately. They haven't been great since they won the World Cup. They weren't great really at Euro 2020, although they did get out of the group. They weren't too hot after that. They were eliminated by Spain in a very high scoring game, but they didn't really um, perform at the level that they did at the World Cup. That's because they have quite an aging squad. But what's happened in the last 12 months is that some new players have come through. So it's not a case of just relying on Modric and Perisic. There are some newcomers now coming through. And Croatia were very, very impressive in the last five games heading into Qatar as they qualified for the semifinals of the Nations League. Croatia have won their last five games heading to Qatar and they look to follow up finishing runners-up in Russia four years ago here against the Morocco side who have lost seven of their last 10 World Cup matches. Matches. So if you look at these two teams on paper, other than Hakimi, the right-back for Morocco, who's probably the best right-back in the world at the moment... You can't really make a case for too many Morocco players getting into this Croatia side. The kickoff will suit Morocco because they'll be more used to the heat. But we have a lot of air conditioning at these stadiums and it hasn't really been a major factor. And um, therefore, I'm going to lean on Croatia to win the game. I like getting Croatia here at Plus Money. And I think they'll find a way to open up with a win against Morocco in the morning. Up next, we move across to that one o'clock kickoff UK time where Germany are taking on Japan. Germany are the one to two favourites to win this game. It's 15 to four on the draw, and it's 13 to two here on Japan. This game's going to be trickier for Germany than people think because Japan are just going to keep running and running and running and running, and they're going to work very hard. And if Germany aren't at the races, then this could be another upset. I think Germany will win, but I think en route to them winning, Japan's hard work is going to get them a goal. And I think that selection is aided by the fact that the Germans haven't kept a clean sheet across any of their last seven competitive games with both teams to score landing in five of their six Nations League outings. Japan have also seen both teams score in three of their four matches in Russia, and they have hit 12 goals across the last 10 games in qualifying. So I think this will be a game where Germany have to break this team down. I think Germany have to gonna be are going to have to be on the ball because Japan are not going to stop working. Japan are not going to stop running. They are a team without any major superstars, but they are a team who could be dangerous here and therefore Germany will have to be at their best and will have to be clinical with the chances that they create. But I do like Japan to get a goal en route to this defeat and uh, the both teams to score here is available for you just under even money at the price of 19 to 20 here in this one for this game between Germany and Japan. Up next, we move on to the four o'clock kickoff, which is Spain against Costa Rica. Spain are the clear one to seven favourites here to win this game. And uh, that's the second shortest price so far, with, of course, Argentina versus Saudi Arabia being the shortest. Although, um that only reduced near kickoff time because that was sitting at around about 1 to 5, 1 to 6 for a while. And once it was confirmed Messi was playing, it did shoot to minus 900. Um, it's 7 to 1 here on the draw, and it's 22 to 1 here on Costa Rica. Can't make any case really here for Costa Rica. Spain should dominate the ball, they should dominate the ball possession, and they should win this game comfortably. However, I don't see this being a game that gets to five goals, so I am going to tack on the under four and a half goals here. One of my favourite plays, although it hasn't been a massively successful one so far in this tournament, This the Spain, Spain team have scored just once in seven of the last nine competitive games, so not a team who scored two, three or four. They're a team who are only managing to penetrate and win with a single goal and that could definitely be a problem in the later stages of the tournament but I don't think it will be a problem here against Costa Rica. Spain have won to nil in three of the last four Nations League games but um, it could take them a while to break down a Costa Rica side who only conceded eight times in 14 qualifying games but ultimately I do think Spain will win. I think they'll win comfortably 2 or 3 nil. Obviously, Costa Rica have that good defensive record, but that's in CONCACAF. That isn't a region I really respect. It's not as strong as European football, obviously, and Spain are a top European team, and I think they cruise to a comfortable victory here in second or third gear without really getting the three or four goals that would really impress anybody like uh, France and England have done so far in this competition. Moving on to our final game for tomorrow. It is the 7 o'clock kickoff and it's a game that sees Belgium taking on Canada. Lots of people waiting to see Canada at the World Cup. Belgium are the 8 to 15 favourites to beat them. It's 10 to 3 on the draw and it's 9 to 2 here on Canada. Lots of people waiting to see what Canada can do because Canada breezed through CONCACAF qualification and um, what I think they'll be able to do is I think they'll be able to score a goal here tomorrow against Belgium. Both teams to score is available at plus money here at 21 to 20. This Belgium side were the top scoring side at the last World Cup with 16 goals and they continue to bang in goals ever since that last World Cup. They've continued to score goals in qualifying and in friendlies. However, this Canadian team also have an, attack, an impressive attacking front line. Uh, they have scored more goals in CONCACAF qualifying than any other side and what's most significant here is the fact that Belgium have conceded in 11 of the last 13 games with both teams to score landing in 10 of those 13 games. So we're going to ride that selection here. We're getting plus money on it. Belgium, I feel, will definitely score. So we're looking to get something from Canada. And I think this young Canadian team will come out of the blocks looking for a goal against Belgium. I don't think they're going to be one of those teams that sit in with a low defensive block. This is their big return to the World Cup. And I think they'll be able to get their supporters a goal in this one with Belgium ultimately running out as the winner's as, um, I believe this group will be contested between Croatia, Canada, and Morocco for second place. Although I don't fancy Belgium to do much in this World Cup, I do think they're capable of winning this group ahead of Croatia, Morocco, and Canada. Moving across to Thursday, and we begin with the 10 a.m. kickoff again. It's Switzerland against Cameroon. Switzerland are the 7 to 10 favourites in this spot, it's 5 to 2 on the draw. And it's 17 to 4 here on Cameroon. Switzerland obviously have more tournament pedigree. They just knocked out France at the 2020 Euros. So. They are obviously the worthy favourites here. I think they're going to find it difficult to break Cameroon down, though. I think this is going to be a low scoring game. But once again, you have a team here who have more quality players. And ultimately, you do lean on that quality and that experience being able to see them over the line. But I don't like taking Switzerland at this price. I would like this to be nearer 10 to 11, even money plus 100. I don't see them as a significant favourite of 7 to 10. So perhaps taking the under here would be the best way to go because I do think it's going to have a definitive pattern of play. I think it's going to be Cameroon sitting in trying to win the game on the counter attack. And if you want me to choose between Switzerland at 7-10 to 10 and under two and a half goals here at 7-10, to 10, I am going to take the under two and a half goals. Cameroon don't come into this in the best of form. They have lost three of their seven games since August. And... They have failed to score in each of those defeats while Switzerland have scored two goals in each of their last two victories. But this is the World Cup. Nobody wants to lose here. We saw what Tunisia did against Denmark. I'm expecting a similar type of game. I expect Cameroon to work hard when out of possession and then try to win the game on the break all have periods where they do control the game and do push for a goal. I expect Cameroon to have spells, much like Tunisia had spells, although ultimately it was Denmark who dominated most of the second half. And I expect similar here, I expect Cameroon to mostly sit in. I expect them to have spells in the first half, but it will be Switzerland pushing for the winner. And I think our others going to cash comfortably here, more comfortably than Switzerland on the money line. So under two and a half goals would be how I take this at the price of 7 to 10. Up next, we move on to the one o'clock kickoff here. And the one o'clock kickoff on Thursday sees Uruguay starting their tournament against South Korea. And once again, we get the same price. We have Uruguay here at 7 to 10. It's 5 to 2 on the draw, and it's 9 to 2 here on South Korea. This It's going to sound like a broken record, but I expect a similar type of game here. I expect South Korea to realise that they are the inferior team and they'll try to win this game on the break and they'll sit in and try to defend well. However, South Korea do pose more of a threat here with Song in their team. Song is a player who already plays counter attacking football under Antonio Conte at Tottenham, and he is the key man here for South Korea. But ultimately, will Uruguay allow them to slip in through the back door? Will Uruguay allow those gaps? Will South Korea be able to find the moments to penetrate Uruguay, or will Uruguay be able to break through this defense and um, rip up the South Korea game plan by getting that? All-important first goal and changing the pattern of play here in the game. I think Uruguay will be able to do that. They have much more World Cup pedigree. They have far better players all over the pitch. When you're looking at Cavani, Suarez, Darwin Nunes, Valverde... Um, Jimenez, Arroyo. So these are top top players and they are contenders here to win the group and I think they start their World Cup campaign here with a win against the South Koreans. Uruguay have won seven of their nine matches under Diego Alonso so they come in here in decent form and they own six victories in their last eight World Cup games so they always seem to go well at the World Cup whereas South Korea they always massively underperform here at this tournament. They've only won one of their last nine world cup fixtures losing six a far cry from the south korea team who um who did very very well when they hosted the competition they may have song they may have one of the best players in the tournament but that's not enough here uruguay have a host of top players and i think they're going to do well in this competition i think they're going to get through this group and ultimately if they finish second that probably will set up a very very interesting round of 16 match with brazil But as Argentina showed us today, you can't look that far ahead. Anything can happen at the World Cup. But here, I expect Uruguay to start with a win. And that will be our selection here for this game. Before we move on to the final game that we need to cover here, let me take this quick time out to tell you guys about Winbet. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Winbet rewards on Winbet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at Winbet from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. Winbet has what you need to win. So if you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 and get a $100 free bet. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgallonandpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you that sportsgallonandpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Now, this offers subject to change. Terms and conditions available at winbet.com. Must be 21 older and present in the state. will play for winbet. is available. If you or someone you know problem, call one Let me also tell you guys about the Thanksgiving free roll. If you like Super Bowl squares, you're going to love what we have for the DJs on Thanksgiving. Our friends at Play Action Pools have set us up with a football bingo contest for Thursday's slate. It's simple to join and free to play in the SGPN app. Once you enter, you'll see your unique bingo card on your screen. Whenever a touchdown is scored on Thursday, check your card to see if you have that player. If you do, check the box. And if you get bingo, you'll win $100 cash. And a $100 SGPN gift card. So moving on with the show, I did say final game. That was not a mistake because we are covering the Portugal game exclusively over at MEFC. So I did predict earlier on in the week that I would probably have to do two episodes of MEFC during this World Cup because... Things never seem to end when it comes to Manchester United. There never seems to be a break. And that has proven to be true. I still need to give my reaction to the Piers Morgan interview, but I no longer have to predict what's going to happen with Ronaldo because Manchester United have already let him go. So I'll give my reaction to the Piers Morgan interview. I'll talk about how it will affect Ronaldo here at the World Cup. Will it, will it affect Portugal's chances? I'll look at their first game and I'll look at the future of Cristiano Ronaldo and that'll all be on the Bet reaction show. The other episode of meFC I have to do will be talking about the potential sale of the club because the Glazers have announced that they are open to selling the club. What does that mean? We will talk about it on the second episode of BetMEFC that I will drop. So look out for two episodes of BetMEFC this week. Um, I already recorded an episode reacting to the Ronaldo situation, but because a lot of it was, where do we go from here? I decided not to put it out. I sent it across and then we cancelled it because now we are going to talk about what has actually happened along with reacting, along with the Portugal preview, the the preview of Portugal-Ghana and looking at Portugal's chances here at the World Cup. So I am re-recording that show or rather I have re-recorded that show and that should be available now. So I said yesterday today that that show would be available now. That show was cancelled, but the second show I've re-recorded, that will be available now. And uh, as I was recording, as I finished recording that, the Man United announcement came and I basically said, I'm not re-recording this show for a third time. So I'm going to do two episodes. The Ronaldo one is going to stay how it is and um, then we are going to do the Man United sale show completely separately. And um, there's no mention of the sale on that show because it only was uh, announced towards the end as I was finishing recording. So um, I stayed away from mentioning it. So we are going to do a separate show for that. So look out for those two episodes of Bet MUFC. Dropping on the Soccer Gambling Podcast feed. If you never want to miss a show, and don't forget, we are dropping a podcast every 48 hours here during the World Cup, just make sure you are subscribed to the Soccer Gambling Podcast. So, moving on to this final game, and we look at the favourites to win this competition. It's Brazil versus Serbia on Thursday night that's 7 p.m. uk time very very watchable for you guys in the us in the east coast that will be happening at 2 p.m. and 11 a.m. on the west coast as i mentioned earlier i'm not going to give the times out on every single podcast it should be pretty self-explanatory by this point brazil are the one to two minus 200 favorites here to start with a win on the money line it's 7 to 2 on the draw and it's 6 to 1 here on serbia as I mentioned when we were breaking down the future shows, Brazil don't have any easy games. So I think this is going to be a difficult group for Brazil to win comfortably, for Brazil to start with nine points out of nine I don't necessarily think it's going to play out that way. I think this will be a game that will feature goals. I like Brazil to win and uh, I like to tack on the over two and a half goals. In fact, just tacking on the over one and a half goals is probably a safer way to play because that gets you well away from that minus 200 number. You can get around about seven to ten by just adding on the over two and a half, uh, the over one and a half goals, sorry but I am confident enough to go for over two and a half goals here. This is because Serbia, they're an attacking team. I don't think they're going to sit in here against Brazil as much as Switzerland and Cameroon do. I do think they'll look for a goal. This is a team who are dangerous. They racked up 18 goals in eight qualifying games and they hit 13 goals across their last five competitive matches in this season's Nations League. However, they should be outscored here against Brazil. They have scored three or more goals in six of their last seven matches. And I expect these two talented teams to manage to deliver three goals here in this game. But just in case if Serbia do take a negative approach and sit in with a low block, that will basically mean we're going to see that in every single Brazil game. I think if there's any game that we don't, it will be this opener against Serbia. I definitely think that's how Switzerland will approach the game. I know that's how Cameroon will approach the game unless they're already out by then and we just see a wide open game. I'm not too sure. I think we're going to see tight, engaging games throughout here for Brazil because it's Brazil, because everybody wants to come here and get a decent result against Brazil. I think even when you're out of the competition and you see that you're playing against Brazil, you still want to finish on a high. So if Cameroon are out by that final game, I don't necessarily think they'll all of a sudden be wide open. That's just how I think things are going to play out because obviously you see that yellow kit. You see all the history of Brazil, Romario, Pelé, Ronaldo, and and suddenly you you feel like you want to turn in a performance. And uh, make a bit of your own history, even if you're already going home. And that could obviously be the situation for Cameroon. But ultimately, um, I'm going to err on the side of caution just because... Um, it's possible that Serbia do take that cagey approach here because obviously if you go toe to toe with Brazil even though Serbia are a decent team when you look at the personnel Brazil have they could potentially rip you apart and it could leave you in a difficult position to qualify if your goal difference is absolutely obliterated in your opening game so Brazil and over 1.5 goals is the selection I'm going to add to the money line here to get us away from that minus 200 price and that gives us 7 to 10 here on this one. So that concludes your preview for match day four and five. I'm going to do match day six as a single podcast. So I did say I would be doing uh, two match days per podcast and we'd be dropping shows every 48 hours, but I'm going to make an exception for match day six. This is because that's the day that England play the USA. And obviously this is a massive show for this podcast. Most of my listeners are Americans, and uh, I myself am from the UK, so this is a big game. It's a massive game, I think, for USA's World Cup hopes as well, because if they lose this game... It puts them in a very, very difficult position to qualify because England will have six points. And I don't think we're going to see the England first 11 playing if they've already qualified and won this group in the final game against Wales. So if Wales can get a win against Iran and England beat the USA, Wales may only need a point against England. And I think they'll be able to get that point if England make a string of changes. But we'll talk all about that on the next podcast. Until then, good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And...